Good evening, team. Welcome to this Wednesday evening. Hope I'm finding you exceptionally well. Another episode of Builders Problems Solved. Um, been doing a bit of manual labour myself today. MR is watching. I was with your husband earlier this morning and his team all day. Uh we had painters, we had glaziers, we had bathroom people all at once. We didn't almost have enough room for parking all the cars. It was good fun. Doing it all again tomorrow. So, um, builder's problem solved. If this is your first um, entree into builder's problem solved, the purpose of it is to solve Builders problems, obviously. Um, and so how it happens is uh, you guys out there in Builders in a Circle land send us through questions, ask questions, and I endeavour to answer them. I endeavour to answer them. <laughs> My intent is to answer them. Um, and so what happens more often than not is that we get a, a, a couple of questions that are kind of under... Uh, an umbrella, I suppose, so I endeavour to answer a couple of questions uh, at once with one answer often, and tonight is no exception, so we shall see how we go. Now, if my explanation of the answers to these questions that have been asked create more questions than they answer, please pop your comments in the comment section or questions in the comment section as we go along, and I will... Uh, See if we I can clear up what I've said or clarify. So uh, let us know if I'm making sense or not making sense. So earlier this week, um, there, there were a couple of different versions of this question. I endeavoured to answer it with an article and I thought I'd use tonight to answer this um, in a little more detail because it's a bit tough trying to answer it in a written article. Uh, takes a long time to read. Takes a long time to write. So the the question was basically how how do you compete with free was kind of the question. So um, they're basically saying yeah uh, you, you're you're talking about charging for proposals for quotes, but then there's all of these other dudes out there doing it for free. How do you compete with that? And the short answer is, and, and, you know, there's no disrespect intended by this comment, but it just needs to be short and sharp, and that is don't compete. So I'm going to invest a bit of time in hopefully unpacking what I mean by that. And particularly on price. So don't compete particularly on price. And by far, the lion's share of builders out there still believe that the building industry, um, and, and it might be a little more price competitive in the commercial space, but the majority of domestic builders believe that it's it's all about price still, that, that um, you've got to be price competitive or you miss out on work. Now, what's happening there is that you are competing 
against somebody else and both of you are using a flawed model. And what that means is nobody wins. And if you've been doing free quotes in the past, you will know what I mean about not winning. There are, there are people out there who do lots and lots and lots of quotes and have a conversion percentage of around 20 to 25%, meaning that 75% of their time and effort is being unrewarded, being not paid for. That certainly doesn't make you feel good. It certainly doesn't make you want to leap out of bed in the morning and do the best job possible. It just seems like a grind and a struggle. Wouldn't you prefer to have a business where uh, you looked forward to getting up, getting into it, working with a team that were really great to work with, but working with customers and prospects that were excited and really appreciated your skill, your knowledge, your intellectual property, and your time. And they did that by, by paying for it, whether you were building something or just advising, uh, using your, your experience and intellectual property and time. So the first part of the answer is don't compete particularly on price. I've got a couple of notes that I've written for myself there. I've, I've basically said it's a, a furphy that people um, people want cheap, or, or they 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 price is the only thing that matters. The bottom line is that pretty much everybody you deal with, every human you deal with, is fundamentally a, a, a skin bag full of emotions. That's, that's what a person is, okay? And uh, I, I don't want to get too deep here, but I, I, I want to make reference to Abraham Maslow. And... Uh, Abraham Maslow was very well known for his hierarchy of human needs. And if you can picture a, uh, a triangle or a pyramid, if you like, and he basically divided that up into a, a few levels. And the fundamental level uh, of his hierarchy of human needs, the, the base level was kind of air and water uh, and food, so there are these basic things. And and his his idea was that no one cares about anything else above that level until and unless that level is satisfied. Okay, and so <clears throat> the next one up after those basic things like air and food and water is understanding or being understood. Uh, sorry, it's not. That's, that's the next one up again. The, the, the next one up after the basic level is safety. So um, it, it, the, his, his pyramid or triangle is kind of, it's got about five sections to it, but it's kind of divided in half with two at the bottom and, and three at the top. And the bottom half are, physiological needs and what he's basically saying is nobody is interested in safety if 
they haven't had that food and water and air um, satisfied. But once they've had that satisfied, now we're concerned with safety and, and the like. And so they are physiological needs. Bretto is with us. Have I said good evening, Adrian? I don't know that I have. Maybe I have. Maybe I didn't know. There's somebody else watching too, so say hello and let me know that you're there because some people come up as uh, marked as watching and other people just a little eye with a number comes up so I know how many people are watching, but I don't know who they are or where they are. So say good day if you're uh, watching live. Um, so, yes, the the... the, the the base is food and water and air, and then when that's satisfied, then we can be concerned about our safety. Um, their physiological needs. And then it kind of starts again with psychological needs. And the base level of um, psychological needs is being understood. And I, I went a little bit too early before. Susan is with us. Good evening, Susan. Um, and what I'm trying to get at here is that being understood is the, is the psychological equivalent of air. Okay, so what, what do you, how do you behave if you are being suffocated? If you're in a room and, and the air is being sucked out of the room, and and I'm outside the window tapping on the window, giving you a motivational speech and you know, giving you for some some ideas to calm down and this, that and the other. Are you listening to me? Hell no. You're going crazy, you're bashing on the window, bashing on the door, can't get out, and the more uh, air that you use, the less air that there is, and the panic starts to go up. Now, if we can transfer that physiological need into psychological needs, that's where most people are. Understanding or being understood is the equivalent to psychological air. And most people don't feel understood. If you're watching this live or if you're watching the replay, put a comment in about how often during the course of the day do you really feel understood? Like if you've had a problem and somebody's talking with you, do you really feel understood? I believe that most people really don't. And I think that we get bludgeoned into submission over time to just accept how it is as how it is. But if you've ever been in a situation where you had a conversation with someone who was a really, really talented and committed listener, and they, when when somebody that is talented and committed uh, as a listener, they don't talk very much, and what they may do is just sort of feed back. Uh, the emotion that they're getting from what you're saying. And they're definitely not giving you solutions. They're definitely not giving you advice. Emma said very rarely. Susan has said almost never. Exactly. And so being a builder 
you are working with people who have this dream. You are potentially responsible for creating this dream. They are... Uh, they've been thinking about, you know, having a home of their own or this new home that's going to give them this, the, the, these, these resources and these opportunities. They might like entertaining. They might like to have a, you know, a backyard and a playroom for the kids to grow up in and have and create all of these memories. But it is, it, it is. Um, I'm laughing because um, <laughs> Emma, Adrian's wife said almost, uh, no, said very rarely. <laughs> and then Adrian has typed in, what are you trying to say, Emma? <laughs> and Emma's replied, whoops, I forgot you were here. <laughs> so that's very funny. <laughs> so getting back to the story, you are, you have such a responsibility as a builder because you are creating you know, one of the, one of the most important decisions in people's lives is building or buying a home, and particularly building because now they're getting something that that they've perhaps created from their imagination rather than just gone and bought something that somebody else built and go, well, you know, well, this will have to make this do. It's very different when people are building, and you're responsible for that. So it's very emotional, and. What are most builders listening for when they're listening to their prospects and their customers? It's it's all about the build and it's all about the size and the shape and the fittings and the this and the that. Very rarely, if ever, do builders start to ask questions to really and genuinely understand what what's this for? What's the purpose of this build? What what are the priorities here? What what are the super important things that you've, you know, find it hard to sleep through excitement when you're thinking about? And then you can ask about the opposite of that, you know, what what are the things that I that you're concerned about and perhaps keep you up at night and and you're worried about and maybe you're indecisive about and things like that and so you are asking questions that have nothing to do with the structure but everything to do with the project with the purpose okay now going back to the room with getting the air all sucked out of it so if if I'm on the outside of that room and you're in there and you are suffocating, okay? And there are you can see people outside the room and you're banging on the windows and banging on the doors trying to get out and these people are going, you know, well, they're just not helping. They're looking at you with, with a blank look and, and whatever. But then I come along and I grab a chair or a crowbar or something and I smash the window or smash down the door and all of a sudden you go <gasps> and you can breathe again. And the first thing that you see <laughs> when you take that life-saving breath is me. How are you going to feel about me? Mark's joined us. Good evening, Mark. How are you going to feel about me if I rescued you, if I... Uh, 
I was the person that, that did something that allowed you to breathe again. And if being understood is like the psychological equivalent of air and all of your prospects and all of your customers are suffocating because no one is understanding them and then you begin to, you're like the person standing at the door after you've just broken it down and rescued them. Cara's here as well. Good evening, Cara. Hope your kids have settled down. Having a few challenges there this morning. <laughs> that was funny. Um, does this make sense? Put something in the comment section for me if, if this is making sense. I mean, this is probably one of the, the, the deepest <laughs> builder's problems solved in a, in, a, in a little while. But this, to me, is so, so powerful. Um, this, this idea of... Uh, Putting, putting understanding of um, what what your prospects and customers' fears and frustrations are, and genuinely understanding them and being able to feed them back. See, this is the this is the key thing: is that it's not about you just understanding; it's about them feeling that you understand. That's the key. I think it's a mistake when you go, yep, yep, got it, and that's your response to what they say. What you've got to do is feed it back, and what we teach in, in Builders Business Black Belt is, is feed back the content. So they might be talking about, you know, we were worried about this and, uh, you know, it might not be big enough or that might not work or this this might we might not be able to have that. So that is the content of the con conversation. The context is the emotion with which they're talking about this content. And it is your role, believe it or not, as a builder, to feed back to them the content with the context. So your response might be something along the lines of, it, it like from what you're saying, it, it really seems that that you're really super concerned, in fact, worried about not being able to potentially make this, that, and the other happen. So this, that, and the other happen, that's the content, but the context is that you're super worried, you know, you're, or, or you're incredibly frustrated or, or nervous or, or scared or whatever you're sensing. And, and, and when they get that from a builder listening to them, that is the psychological equivalent of kicking down the door and them getting their first breath when they were suffocating. You will be a hero in their eyes just by understanding them. Notice I haven't said anything about a solution. I haven't said, yes, we can do that or we'd be able to do that by this or that or the other. We could do all of these things. That, that's not the goal. The goal is to get the tick in the box from them that they feel that you understand. So I've made, again, some notes for myself here going back. I said this whole thing that, that people are concerned about price is a furphy. What they want is value, understanding. So I've just done a whole diatribe of um about understanding. They want 
protection. They want you to protect them because they don't know the traps. They don't know what you know. And if they feel that they can trust you and the best way to get um, that feeling of trust from your prospect or customer is by understanding. So everything that I just said, that creates a massive amount of trust. They will also want to be protected by you, but they'll trust you to protect them rather than them having to ask all of the questions to to learn everything. That's what a lot of people do because they don't feel understood. They keep asking questions and keep asking questions and keep asking questions because they think they need to know everything to be able to make the right decisions to protect themselves. But if you can prove that you understand them and they feel that you understand them, they will also trust you to protect them as well. So they won't be taking up a whole lot of time asking all of these questions, questions, questions. Perhaps the one question that they'll continue to ask is, so what do you suggest we do now? Or what do you suggest we do here? Rather than what are our options? So you've got to explain these 10 things and then they've got to go away and a bit confused and then try and make sense of it all and then decide what to do. That takes up a lot of their time. It takes up a lot of your time. It's a waste. You're better off investing some time right up front to build this connection, build this rapport and provide them with value, provide them with understanding, provide them with a sense of protection and a feeling of guidance, that they're being guided. And if, if, you, can, if you can take this on board, and I'd love to get into a conversation with you guys in Builders in a Circle about this. Anything you want to know about it, ask questions in, in the comment section now or, or later. Uh, any time about this, because I just think this is so powerful. Think about this. Everyone else in the building industry is competing on price. What if you didn't compete and you learned how to do this? What would happen if you learned how to do this? What would happen to your business? Think about it, that the 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 big majority of customers and prospects out there want to be that uh, they want value, they want understanding, they want protection, and they want guidance. But just about every builder is set up their building business as if the only thing people care about is price, right? That means that everybody else is running off a flawed model. They're not providing what their uh, what the the big majority of their prospects want. Okay, it's just that their prospects are used to it, and that's what makes this so advantageous when you do it. Um, uh, Lee isn't with us tonight. I think she's looking after her mum, but uh, but uh, she'd be a great one to ask about this because they do this so well. They they just such caring people. And in the very beginning, before a prospect is a customer, they're having these conversations and they, um, they just keep getting feedback that they, they, they're so professional, they, they 
feel cared for. These are the customers feeding back. They were telling us the other day that, you know, quite often their, their initial meetings end up in, in a big hug off. <laughs> so, so the, everyone's hugging each other and going, this was wonderful. We're so glad we ran into you. We can't wait to get started. And and we're always getting stories about, you know, the, the, the budget was, you know, this tiny little amount, the the uh, amount to do the project was 300% of what their budget was, but they were so connected and, and, and so trusting of them that they just decided to go ahead with the project anyway and they, they'd find the money. And I know that's not the case with, with everybody, but that's what happens when you tap into what people really want. People don't really want the cheapest price. They want to feel a value. They, they, they want to feel that you're giving them value. They want to feel understood. They want to feel protected and they want to feel that you're going to guide them. One of the things that you need to do to make this happen, I've made a note for myself here, is, is invest the time. And one thing that I learned a long time ago, like 27, 28 29 years ago when I first started learning about time management. Uh, and, and a lot of people, they get the wrong idea when they get into the time management and they start to be efficient with everything. And the mistake they make is they start to be efficient with everyone as well. And uh, the, the big lesson I learned was don't be efficient with people. You can be efficient with things. You can you can get uh, um, software to to take things off your plate. You can create systems and procedures to make things more efficient. You can outsource things. You can delegate things. Um, but that relationship stuff should never ever be rushed. It should never ever be hurried. It's a fantastic investment. If you get good at this. How many meetings, initial meetings, do you think you have where you get the go-ahead to do a paid proposal or you just get the go-ahead like many of our Black Belt members, you've got the job, we'll figure out the details later. You know, this is roughly the budget and we will be consulting you as to how to get the best outcome with our, with our budget. So there's just full trust there. You've become a trusted advisor, Okay. How much time do you save by having meetings where you know straight up front if you've got a qualified process, this pe- these people aren't the right fit so we don't even end up in an initial meeting. But if they are the right fit and you end up in an initial meeting, how many people do you get across the line versus the way it happens with most people where they're ha- you know, meeting with clients, meeting with clients, putting out quotes, putting out quotes, putting out quotes, and they might get 20 to 25% of those people saying yes. But then what's the relationship dynamic like? Because you've just gone through that same three free quote bullshit scenario um, and the people don't feel like that they can trust you so much. Um, they don't feel understood. So it's going to take you a lot of time to explain everything. They're, they're going to take a lot of time to make decisions. I think Mark's watching. You've put a comment in there, Mark, and you mentioned something to me about this a, a week or so ago where people, you know, a, a client was was taking, you know, long long time to make decisions. Um, 
And, and part of the reason why they do that is because they feel that they need to gather all of the information themselves to make the decision. And that is an indication that there is a low level of trust. And I'm not meaning to insult anybody about that. It's just that that's what happens. There's a low level of trust. If, if somebody has a high level of knowledge and you have a high level of trust in them, you don't ask them to explain everything in complete detail so you understand exactly everything that they understand so you can make a decision. You say, what should I do? And you have the confidence that they're going to guide you and protect you and prevent you from falling down the potholes. So... I hope that makes sense. I've just looked at the clock and we're out of time for this episode of Builders Problem Solved and I only got through one of my multiple questions. So I will endeavour to answer those questions either in articles or, or next week in Builders Problem Solved. Uh, Wayno has joined us. Grant's here. Andrea has joined us also. Hugh is there. I didn't see you sneak in there, Hugh. And Mr. Set Square Pete has also snuck in there, I've noticed. So... Um, Yes, it was kind of an expansive answer to this one question, but I hope you felt it was valuable. Put put a comment in the comment section now as to whether this made sense uh, and or um, is, is this something that you found valuable that you can take away and, and – and begin to put into your business, like, and and you will do it poorly in the beginning because there is some skill that you need to understand, and there's some practice that you need to go through to to get good at this, to get comfortable at this. But man, oh man, from a building a business point of view, to me, this is critical. It is vital. Okay. Um, so I, if I were you, I would be investing some time and some effort in in this space here. Um, and as I said, you know, all of you builders, inner circlers, um, I'm here, ask questions, happy to put you in the right direction. You know, a lot of, uh, here's some, a couple of good books here. If you're uh, listening to the audio of this a bit later on, you won't see these two books I'm holding up, but one of them is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And the other one is Why Don't People Listen by Hugh McKay, or McKay, however you pronounce it. Why Don't People Listen is an awesome book to help you to understand much more elegantly than the way I put it in this uh, episode of Builders Problem Solved to understand all of that stuff. It really is a great book. And The Seven Habits, you don't need to read all seven. You can go straight to Habit 5, First Seek to Understand, then to be understood um, is the habit that you need to go for uh, to get more information on this. But the, the thing is, if, if you can start to learn these skills, it's not only invaluable when you're talking to prospects and customers, it's invaluable when you're talking to your team, it's invaluable when you're talking to your suppliers, it's invaluable when you're talking to your subbies, fundamentally, it's invaluable whenever you're talking to another skin bag full of emotion, which is what humans basically are. So I hope that was helpful. Uh, thanks for all of the great comments, folks. Uh, we'll be here again next Wednesday 
8 p.m. If you've got any questions that you'd like to ask about this or any other area of your building business whatsoever, just pop them in a comment, put a post in um, in Builders in a Circle. I'll get it. You can message me, uh, private message me. I'll get it. Um, chat through our buildersbusinessblackbelt.com.au website. That's got chat on it so you can... Uh, Ask questions there. That's cool. My background's just flicking on and off. Not sure why, but it's all good now. So I hope this was valuable. Um, and I think that's it. We've gone a little over time, but that's okay. We're not paying for a satellite. So Mick Hawes, Builders Business Black Belt, another edition of Builders Problem Solved, done and dusted. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a fantastic rest of the evening and rest of the week, and I'll be talking to you real soon. Bye for now. (laughs) 